Warning, the following program is not for the weak-hearted. Those who are closed-minded, in general, you're scared to learn what's behind closed doors. Here at Sapphire's Airplay, I want you to pour the wine. Grab somebody that you want to hold on to, or better yet, get the vibrations stimulated through your body. Get ready for one hell of an orgasm in five, four, three, two, one. What is up all you sexy motherfuckers out there in Radio Land? It's your girl Sapphire. And tonight I'm rolling solo with our guest today. Um, Yasmin unfortunately could not join us due to a sinus infection, but that is all good because we are kicking off the April month. Yes, we didn't have a show last week, but um, we're kicking off the month of April in the right direction. For many of you who may or may not know, April is the STD, STI Awareness Month, as well as Sexual Assault Awareness Month. And actually, indeed, on this day that we are recording, April 11th, um, it kicks off um, April 7th, I mean, April 11th to April 17th, STD Awareness Week. So there's a lot to celebrate in the month of April. Also, this is National Minority Health um, Month. By the way, everybody, please go get vaccinated. I just had my second shot a couple weeks ago. I'm getting my second dose on the 17th, in fact, and I feel fine. I feel fine. You know, I know us as a black community us as people of color we have a lot of distrust in the medical field but I'm going to tell you I am fine my African-American family members are all fine I come from a very mixed background everybody I know who is black and colored beautiful melanin people everybody I know who has taken the shot one way or another whether it's the J&J which is the one shot they're all fine but we're not talking about COVID tonight um I met this amazing woman through Clubhouse a couple uh, months ago, and some of you may have seen her on a TEDx talk last year, and she is th- the self-proclaimed momatrician, okay? Mm, self-proclaimed, the one and only, only mm. momatrician, and <laughs> I would like to introduce to all the earbuds, Dr. Lulu. Thank you so much for being here today. What's up, family? Oh, my goodness. No, I don't cuss as much as the host does, but I recognize you, sis. I see you. I love it. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm all up in there. I'm just, I'm right there. I just, I, you know, I raised three, three hosts, three blind mice, three little pigs, three boys. And so I just, I, I just didn't curse. But now that they're older, we can, we can let it slip from that from time to time. So, yeah. Let's do this. <laughs> <laughs> well, I thank you so much for joining us tonight because you, in fact, like I said, you're a momatrician, 30 mm-hmm. years in in the medical field. Not mm-hmm. only that, you are a former lieutenant colonel. Mm-hmm. Oh, my Black goodness. Black girls rock, honey. Black honey. Black girls rock. We rock out the house. Honey. <laughs> you And you also are an advocate on youth suicide. You're a best-selling author. And you are a, su- a youth suicide activist. Now, a global. Sorry, let me let me not get this better. Be global speaker. With, not to be not to be confused with advocate. A lot of people say, "So you're a youth suicide advocate?" No, I'm not an advocate. I'm an activist. What to you is the difference between an activist and an advocate? Because you know, some people like to marry. I know, speaking with people on panels, you know, they really do make that 
distinction. So for all the earbuds out there, they're like, wait, but isn't that the same? Give it to us. No, it's not the same. A youth suicide prevention activist is the same as a youth suicide prevention advocate. But I'm not a youth suicide advocate. That means I'm in favor. That means I support it. So if you put the word prevention, then that completes the sentence. So an advocate is someone who supports something, who is in favor of something. And an activist will fight and be vocal and make a lot of noise about it and agitate like John Lewis, you know, like maybe in some words, maybe even Michelle Obama is an activist. She believes in something and she goes for it. So that's an activist. We are going to go out there. We're going to make a lot of noise about it. An advocate is also an activist because they, they also support the cause but they may not be the ones they're going to see with the mic, with the microphones and loudspeakers. They may not be the ones. However, most people think when they make the introduction, they say she's a youth suicide advocate. They forget to put the word prevention in there. So I'm advocating for youth suicide prevention. That's my big platform. That's the big old platform that I, where I work out of. I jump out of. Um, my my personal goal is for the suicide-free world by the year 2025. You can put youth in bracket there. Yes, ma'am. Wow. Okay. Wow. 2025 is your goal. Here we are in 2021. I feel like this year in general for everybody, this is like the year of rebirth. Yes. Okay. We have a lot to come back from, especially with 2020. I think we can collectively say that it did a toll on a lot of people's mental health, especially those of color. And though you're only listening to this earbuds, but Dr. Lulu is like giving me the, the praise hands and closing our eyes in joy. <laughs> so you agree because it, it is. I feel like this is a year I've been telling everybody this is a year of a clean slate. Now, however, I was watching on the news earlier, <sighs> some fuckery in the news. Mm. When isn't there fuckery in the news? Yes. That's why I, I love, you know, rest in peace, heavy D. So it's like, bad news is all the news you ever see in the news. So, you know, I'm not watching the news. I don't watch the news. I don't, I have three televisions in my house. I don't know the last time the TV was on. I think the, the day my soon-to-be ex wife moved out of the house is the last day we had the TV on. Wow. Wow. Well, I mean, right now what I was briefly seeing, and I, I quickly just, I couldn't. I couldn't do it. Um, as a lot of us know, we are dealing with the George Floyd uh, murder trial. No, now, no. a bunch of white people have gathered around, I believe, in New York for a white lives matter rally if that is not tone deaf and the fact that you are gathering in new york which right now is hurting is hurting over the death of dmx now whether or not you are a fan of dmx or not or not this rapper made an impact on an yes. entire community nation 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 and you know what this is this is gonna be, I'm going to go in the corner of safety here as a physician. I hope they get COVID because they have to get something that's going to hurt them. Yes. The people that went to the White House, I mean, to the Capitol, I hope they get COVID. Absolutely. These guys, 
I hope they get COVID. And this is the cone of safety, even as a physician, because I can't think of anything else to wish them right now. Because That's you, so insensitive. You know, it, it's it's not insensitive because what they're doing is insensitive. It is falling. No, that's above. what I'm saying. No, I'm yeah. saying yes. I'm I'm saying what they're doing is so insensitive. So I hope the least they can get is COVID. Yes. Because I, I, I'm a firm... <laughs> My yeah. name is Dr. Bruno and I'm done speaking. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm a firm believer with you. I, I hope to God that karma comes and bites the asses yes. of these ignorant individuals. Sisters. Yes. And Karma needs to come with her cousins, Boniqua and Shaniqua and Shadayne. Let's <laughs> all run up in there and hook them up with, with COVID. You know, COVID, COVID is, been, uh, did, did you hear the, the, the quote, where, you know how the Bible says where two or three of us are gathered, two, where two or three are gathered and in their midst or whatever the is. COVID says where two or three of uh, people are gathered and also in their midst. And two weeks from then, we'll see which of you, you know, like to come with me. Because, it doesn't make any sense. Yes, they need to get COVID. The least they can get COVID. Yeah. Couldn't agree more. I hope I hope there's some, you know, I'm like I said, I'm a firm believer in the karma. You know, you are there are consequences to your actions. There has to be. So there has to be. But again, so now let's get to the nitty gritty. As I said, yes. this month is sexual assault. Oh, wait, 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 wait. But, yes, but yes, you yes, know yes. what? Even before you go there, and I think maybe not you, but enough people don't realize that the number one reason why people kill themselves is not mental illness. And I'm saying this because I know I've actually like wrote, I wrote a whole book about it. The number one reason why people kill themselves is trauma. And so it is actually really related to talk about the fact that these, what these people are doing right now is triggering, it's traumatic. It is traumatic. It's trauma on top of trauma. So when people, when black people or people of color jump, when I use the word jump is when they kill themselves, a lot of times it's because of trauma. It's because of something that has happened that was not addressed and it just kind of took a mind of its own. So what's happening right now in America is really truly triggering. I did not know about it until you told me, but I, I, I want people to understand that before ever somebody becomes depressed and anxious, something happened. This, what's happening now, is traumatic. I'm not watching the Derek Chauvin trial. I'm not going to. I'm not going to give him that much of my lifetime that I won't get back. I'm glad that I'm glad that you brought up the word trauma because, yes, mental health is real. But yes. what develops in these, you know, cases of mental illness is a form of trauma, sexual, yes. uh, sexual assault. There is yes. trauma after that. And that's things, yes. especially in the black community for the new earbuds. Yes, I'm going to bring up a lot of blackness because this is a black podcast. We're going to get real and we're going to get gritty. Yes, I like to talk about the sexy stuff, but we also have to talk about the repercussions that come with sexuality. And with this, this is what happens with sexual trauma. And this is why... Sexual we- trauma is one. Yes, sexual yes. trauma is one. But when we're talking about trauma, the biggest trauma of all it's racism. Yes. That's the biggest trauma of all. And then when you come into the house of racism, then you break it down how you like police brutality, redlining, gentrification, sexual trauma, sexualization, 
all slavery, all of that is under the big mother. It's one big, it's a big umbrella. Yes. And I'm glad again that you brought that up because as I was researching um, to talk to you today, um, and again, because you focus on the youth, it is. I don't want to say it surprised me, but it pains me to see the statistics surrounding the black LGBTQ who have to deal with not just the trauma of maybe dealing with sexual assault, but the trauma of their identity mixed in with racism. So it's like these kids are growing up in a household where they're not being supported. I think one of the statistics that I saw was about 44 to about 49% of black LGBT youth alone um, have been chastised, have been ostracized by their family members, not even just by their peers, but by their family members. Some of that, someone yeah. that they're supposed to trust, trust. in the home. Yeah. Yeah, I think the the way to go, the first thing to talk about is, first of all, for everyone who thinks that anybody in their right minds will say, let me see, I have to choose from all of the things I can be. I want to be black and gay. No, no one in their right minds chooses a life of sure ostracization, sure homophobia, possible death. No one. No one thinks about that and says, yeah, that's my choice. So being LGBTQPIA is not my choice. That's one. And then number two, I had a mom the other day who said that, well, I just don't want my son to be gay. I just don't want him to be gay. I said, man, it's really not about what you want. If we get to the needy, well, I want a grandchild. I said, ma'am, that's not an issue. Right. Gay people have kids all the time. When I want him to have a wife, I said, ma'am, do you know any black men who have a wife who either got divorced or their wife killed them or they killed their wife? Is it the wife? Is that really the issue? If you want your child to be happy on this end, then you don't put conditions. You'll be happy as long as you A, B, C. No, that's not happiness. I that's gotta, condition. I got to ask you because not only are you part of the community, but you are also... I don't want to say a different type of black, but there are several cultures of black folk. You're Nigerian. Nigerians are known to be very, very strict, very, very faith-based, extremely, dare I say, on some occasions, homophobic. Extremely on all occasions, homophobic. I'm going to go there. I'm going to go there. My ex-husband, my non-binary young adult human's father is homophobic extremely homophobic and that's my concern when i checked the bible the same one that they read i didn't see any of the 10 commandments not even commandment 11 says thou shalt be homophobic there's one commandment and one only you must love everybody equally and then yourself that's it that's the numero uno universal commandment but the most Christians, and I'm a Christian, but most Christians say, wait, I'm going to love you only if you come to my church. Yes. I'm going to love you only if you give tithes. I'm going to love you only if you're not gay. Meanwhile, they themselves are closeted gays. There's enough 
pastors that come out as gay every day because being gay is not anything to do with your your religion. Absolutely. Being gay has nothing to do with anything. And let's be real. And this is why also I grew up Catholic. I went to Catholic school for 12 Me years. Me too. Yes. I grew up Catholic. But where I am now with my faith, and I don't talk about it a lot because, again, I'm not, again, I went through the Bible. I've went through so much church in one person's lifetime. My church is my home, my sanctity. That's it. And yes, sometimes I'll read the scripture, but other times I don't. Because again, unfortunately, when you bring faith into sexuality, I can't be, I'm not welcomed. I don't feel welcomed. The Bible does not speak to a person like me. The, you know, the churches do not speak to me. And yes, I understand there are gay churches out there, but at the same time, I don't connect. And that's cool. And that's fine. But I thought it was just me. I thought it was just me. I was I was brought up Catholic. My children basically one after the other. Once they turn eighteen, they're like, okay, mom, deuces. Right. See you later. I we're done with God and all of His judgmentalness. How do you say you're the father and then you? I, I love you only up to certain condition, and I love you only up to a certain place, and then I don't love you anymore. How do you say you're a Christian but you're the most exclusive? people exclude your christian by exclusion i had a mom who told me the other day that you know she was sexually harassed and molested and manhandled by police and her own church turned her back against her absolutely turned their back against her yet she's like well i don't want my child to be gay so i said wait how is that different from what from the way the, ch- the church treated you and how did that feel And how this is why I get so angry. I'm like, okay, you bring a child into this world. The child did not ask to be here. Boom! The child did not ask to be here. The child is only asking that you love them and accept them for who and what they are. Boom! So I, I get it. And I honestly, if I was a doctor, I would tell every single one of these parents when they say, well, I don't want my child to turn out gay. Well, guess what? Your child didn't ask to be here, and they didn't ask, They didn't choose. You know, they didn't you, choose. They didn't choose to be born. But let me tell you something funny. If you put all the gay people in the whole world, everyone that's on the spectrum in the community, possibly, yes, maybe, so, no, whatever, if you put them all together and threw them all into a huge furnace, after nine months, there'll be new ones born. You know why? Because heterosexuals create homosexuals. That's it. The only reason why there's still gay people in this earth is because we have heterosexuals who create these people, who make these people. So you I can put all of us, yeah. banish us, kill us off, jump off the earth. Nine months, there'll be new ones. Just like, you know, what they say in, in studies sooner or later 20 30 40 years down the line civilization will be so mixed you know hopefully we will be able to end some form of racism and not make it a black and white thing a black and asian thing you know mm. All not based things. on america not no. based on america's recent history and with oklahoma <sighs> With homophobic trans laws, I don't know. Are we going backwards? Are we moving forwards? I what think are we, we doing? I think we are definitely going backwards because look at it. You're not just poli- you got people in government 
that are policing our vaginas, that are policing whether or not a trans person can go and use the bathroom comfortably. Do you know that, I, I don't think people understand, a lot of the sexual assaults and traumas especially within the LGBTQ communities, happen in bathrooms and in public places where someone cannot feel welcomed. Boom. By cisgendered people. Not to mention, not to mention, let's talk about the youth who refuse to go to the bathroom because they're scared of getting jumped or assaulted or judged because they're trans and they're using the opposite gender bathrooms. Yes, and they will go to the church on Sunday and pray and receive communion. That's exactly what we're dealing with here. They will go to church on Sunday and pray and receive communion. My heart hurts because if you had a trans child and a cis child in the same house, they will use the same bathroom. They will use the same bathroom. And I don't know where this whole idea of LGBTQ equals pedophilia or LGBTQ means someone wants to rape you it's a the perversion who, yes it's a pervert this the person who is actually committing the crimes are usually not the gay people it's the cisgendered toxic masculinity males they are the ones or they are closeted gays who's like how dare you live your life free while i can't live my life out loud so i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna do something to you or they're the men who have either gotten these women as baby prostitutes and had sex with them and then kill them. So they themselves are also closeted. I don't understand why someone who's walking down the street minding his business, all he is is gay or all he is is black. You just want to kill him. How well, is look that? At, look at the case. Look at the recent case with the the man who went on the killing spree in spas and they refused to say that this was a hate crime. This man specifically targeted Asian women you targeted a specific race and i'm still not over the fact that this the the police chief says oh well this is on account of a bad day had a black man had a black man targeted asian individuals which there have been some crimes lately i i i hate to say it but yes there have been some of the asian hate crimes at the hands of black men and automatically oh this is the hate crime but because a white man went on a killing spree oh this is a bad day america is really a very triggering country i mean so many so so much inconsistencies so much i mean the racism is just so blatant the judge the the the, the final word in the law is racist and what happens to the to the babies behind what happens to the people coming after I just don't get it. It's so triggering. It makes no sense. It makes no sense. So many levels. And I blame, and I, I, I blame not just the parents. I blame our school systems. Our school systems fail with these abstinent-only classes. Think of all the prevented cases of assault that we could have in America. The unwanted pregnancy rate would go down tremendously. Had we given our youth proper sexual education, inclusive education, if that too, because there are trans brothers and sisters who grow up not knowing who or what they are, what they're dealing with internally, because you have family members that say, pray on it. 
Yes. Prayer, prayer is not. Oh, thank you for bringing up the prayer on it. Oh my God. I, I... Oh my God. So all these things, Dr. Lulu, when you have these sessions with these parents, you know, I, I've seen some of your posts and I think one of them recently, um, you were talking about, I think it was a father who completely changed his view on getting help for his child and communicating with his son, or I think it was son or daughter that had came out to him. Where do you think the disconnect lies in these homes? Because like I said, I observe it as, okay, you fail the child at home, you fail the child at school, the child will go off on these assumptions and this mm-hmm. is how we create a rape culture. Yes. You have ignorance teaching ignorance. Yes. You have self-haters yes. that are, you know, promoting their self-hate onto people that are just yes. like them. Yes. Because misery loves company. Honestly, the beginning is is transgenerational. Two things for the African-Americans specifically is transgenerational and then it's silence. Those are the two things. It's handed down and then no one is talking about it. And a lot of people say hurt people hurt people. And I say no. Hurt people who don't get healed hurt people. There's got to be an intervention for that person to not perpetuate the behavior. And they do perpetuate the behavior because of the silence. Nobody wants to say anything about it. I had a girl on my podcast once, a physician. From the age of five, she was being molested sexually by her grandfather, who was the pastor and the grand bishop of their church. The very first time she saw semen at the age of five was in the hands of her own grandfather. And until she was 16 and suicidal, Again, going back to trauma, she refused to go to his funeral when he died. Everyone was like, what do you mean you're not going to go to his funeral? She said, well, he touched me in a couple Oh, hush your mouth. Is that all? Oh, Lord. He's your grandfather. He's the bishop. Don't say anything. Are you sure? What, what benefits will a child have by making up a story about being molested by their grandfather. What is the one thing that that child is going to gain? Is it possible? I mean, it's just, at one point, we have to just say enough already. And, you know, they're the ones that are praying the most. There's nothing wrong with prayer. But faith without good works, prayer without good works, is nothing. So, you know, the silence is killing me. And then we have this machismo both among the black women and the black men. Oh, strong black woman. That's a lie. That's the biggest lie. That's what we lost people like Whitney Houston. She probably, you know, she was obviously struggling with something that probably started from whenever. Well, yeah, I mean, she, it was, it was said, you know, she was molested by, um, Cece Winans' sister, so one of the one of the prominent singers, um, mm-hmm. sisters or brothers, she was introduced mm-hmm. to weed at a very young age. 
Mm-hmm. You know, they how they always impose that, oh, well, it was Bobby that hooked her on the drugs. Bobby I know. On the drugs. But Bobby didn't help because Bobby was also tumult- it was a tumultuous relationship. That was probably domestic abuse. It was unhealthy. It was toxic. When you, you know? have two but, yeah. When you when you get yeah. into a relationship with two hurt people, that's not therapy. You know, people always Thank say like, you. oh, you know, we're going to work this out together. But there are times where you got to say, all right, look, us together, we're not getting any better. It's not working. <laughs> okay. The, a person can throw out, you know, three, four thousand, damn near 20,000 fucking dollars on, on therapy and still come out to be a bad person because okay. they choose to surround themselves with the bad people that put them in the, in the, you know, in the position that they're in. Yeah. Look at, again, bringing it back to DMX in his case. Right. And I was just going to say that Whitney and DMX have almost parallel Life. I mean, I was just going to say that. Go ahead. DMX faced a, a, a trauma, a cycle. Um, if anybody mm. can get a hold of it, BET did a great, great um, docu-series, The Rough Rider Chronicles, and they talked mm. about DMX's troubling childhood. There was things that I didn't know, but he was sexually molested. He mm. was abused at the hands of his mother. You know, mm-hmm. he was put into an institution that was like a foster care, almost similar to Paris Hilton, where they were abusing the children. So you're growing up in this, all this hate. And he even said, but you know, you know what was, you've done? Yeah, but he you're even clear. said, you know, I was, I was seeking a cry from help and I wasn't getting it. I was left alone in my thoughts. I was left and locked into rooms you know, day in and day out. So then what mm-hmm. else am I supposed to do when I grow up and get out of the system? Mm-hmm. I want to fight that. I use the drugs that's, to suppress it. That's it. So far, you've listed, I think, five of the 10 ACEs. So ACEs is adverse childhood experiences, aka childhood trauma. You've listed five already for, for DMX because I'm almost 100% sure that he was probably raised in a single parent home Maybe one parent was incarcerated. There was trauma from the mother. There was sexual trauma. There was um, going into um, the foster home. That's five out of 10. But you know what? If you have four out of 10, you have more than 150% chance of suicide. You said you have 150 Percent. Over. Over 150%. So, but imagine now, imagine. When somebody overdoses... We never get a chance to ask them if it was a suicide or not. We never know. In your opinion, in your opinion, when you have dealt with, have you dealt with cases of teen overdoses? Yes, of course. That's, so, what, I, that's what I do. I work with, with, with actress youth all the time, suicidal teenagers would, all the time. Would you say, and I'm not going to say for the record, because mm-hmm. I have always speculated this. If someone's ODing, that is to me in a, in a matter of a suicide whether or not they leave a note or not i feel like at that point because you do drugs for so long dmx yes. has lived this long has been in and out of rehab i saw one of his last shows in 2019 and i believe the same that was on a friday night i think by that monday he checked himself into a rehab and we didn't hear anything much of him besides a couple movie features and all that um leading up to his death now in 2021 so would you say when people OD, would you call that a form of suicide? 
and not so much as an accidental death. Yeah, I do. I do. I I think what what the news media and whoever reports the death does is to make it a softer landing, they say it's accidental. But one of the symptoms of suicidal behavior in teenagers is recklessness. Mm -hmm. And recklessness is not only when you're driving a fast car. Recklessness also means I'm going to drink and I'm going to drink and I'm going to smoke and I'm going to smoke, even though I know I, I, I don't, I need to stop right now, but I'm going to keep going. Again, going back to the pain of trauma, enough of these people want to bury their trauma. That's what it is. Nobody wants to kill themselves. They want the pain to stop. A suicide attempt is not a cry for attention. It's a cry for connection. It's a cry for help. Honestly, a lot of times they don't really want to die, but there's this pain that is not healing. And so, yeah, if it takes two pills to sleep today, they'll take four pills because they really want to sleep. How do you know? Maybe they want to kill themselves. Maybe they want to die. But the thing about it is the person who is left behind doesn't want to deal with the guilt. And that is true. And so it's easier for me to say it was accidental. So I don't have to deal with the fact that, wait, I missed the signs of suicide in that, in that person. Or, or wait, I can't believe they wanted to kill themselves and I'm, and I'm here. Those are the reasons why for us it's easier to say, well, it was an accidental overdose. If the person died of it, you don't get a chance to ask them, was it an accident or not? I think so. Yeah, go ahead. I think some of the scariest moments was a couple of years ago when we were getting a string, like a string of youth, not even teen, but youth linked suicides that came out. I think, what was that, like 2017? Somewhere 20, around that. Yeah. Yeah, 20, 2018, we had, by June of 2018, we had 6,345 suicides by teenagers males only and the problem with the numbers is that's only those that were reported as suicides enough deaths are not reported as suicides that are suicides we call them an accident maybe they were driving too fast drunk driving accidental discharge of the gun, overdose accidentally. We call all of those things. Freak accidents. We don't know. Yeah, we don't know how many of those were truly suicides. We but then don't. as you look deeper into some of these stories, it's like each and every one of them, I think at one point it was like, all right, well, how many of these kids were being suppressed of their identity and sexuality? Thank you. How many Thank of you. these kids were being bullied day in and day out from when mm. they got you know when they woke up and, and went to school when they came home to a household that didn't want to accept them and love them for who they were Boom. and I just I, I don't know I just I, I get really angry because I'm very fortunate that even though I was raised in faith my parents did raise me to a point where of acceptance of individuals, you know, like even when I came out, yeah, it took a a minute for my parents to process things because any parent, it's like any parent, you, you don't, you, you get scared. You don't want your child to already face, you know, the challenges as a black woman 
Now your child is saying, okay, so I'm black, I'm a female, and I might be gay. Gay. And that's, and that's what I asked the mom today. I asked her, I said, she said, I don't want my son to suffer. And so I said, your son can suffer with your support or they're going to suffer without your support, which is going to be. That's it. Because if your child is gay, your child is gay. Now you can choose to be supportive and let them, they're going to face what they're going to face, but at least they're going to always know that their mama is there. Absolutely. Or that, or they're going to face it anyway alone. Are you, are you finding it a little now talking about some, I, um, going into more of the identification part of sexuality. Mm-hmm. Now we have, you know, terms like they, them being yes. gender queer, being fluid. Mm-hmm. It's like now parents have this extra, extra hurdle that they got to overcome. When you talk to you know some of these parents and they're like, okay, well, I had or I had a female or male son, and now yeah. now they want you know female or male child, and now they they want me to call them they or their name. You know, mm-hmm. I even had my gosh, my father might out. That might was get me. Mad. That was. Yeah, my own child. My dad even had asked me some questions because I think it, there was a track star. Um, he wanted to ask my opinion on um, a track star that was going to the Olympics that was going to face adversity of whether or not, oh, um, yeah. you know, should because she it's she trans- was she was on mm-hmm. male to female transition, and mm-hmm. so he was like, "Well, what do you think about this?" And I said, "Well, what is she?" What are they labeled as? Because I wanted to first, you know, say before he gave me the backstory, I was like, okay, well, what are they labeled as? What it, what mm. does it say on their driver's license? When he said, mm. well, this person was born male, but now identifies as female. So where would you put them in the category? And I'm like, well, dad, if they, by government, are being recognized now with the gender change, you got to go by the gender. Well, don't you yes. think that's a disadvantage because of testosterone levels? And I said, listen, you got females who are, you have cis females that are running track that can beat some men. So so what yeah. if you have a transgender runner mm. who now is going to try to break another barrier? Just yeah, one more hurdle, times, you know? Yeah. A lot of times it actually it comes from fear. Couldn't agree more. I think it definitely does come from fear, fear of ignorance. Now, I know that Dr. Lulu, um, you do have to go, but I would love to discuss more of this because I feel like you gave us a lot of gems, but there's so much more that we could talk about. I feel like I could talk to you for hours. But Dr. Lulu, I know that you have... um, a very important event that's happening on the 17th, April 17th. So why don't you give our listeners um, a quick little taste of it and then where can they get in touch with you so they can you know, sign up for this amazing event that you have? Yes, ma'am. So I have, thank you so much. I have a webinar coming up. It's free, but most webinars are. But it's titled How to Respond When Your Child Comes Out. And I think... It makes a huge difference how you respond. It makes a huge difference in the child period. So we're going to tackle 
from yourself, your child, and of course your community, because you are the bridge, the parent, you are the bridge between your child and the community. So how you respond to them coming out makes a world of difference. So I guess my website is dr-lulu.com forward slash free webinar, or just dr-lulu.com, just look for the page for the webinar. We'll make sure to put the link up so you guys can sign up for sure. Um, And you're both on Twitter and Instagram, but shout out to your Instagram because, you know, that's where most people go, but we're going to list out all your social yes. media. I just discovered Instagram. So my Instagram is at ask, A-S-K, the word doctor spelled out, D-O-C-T-O-R, and then the word Lulu is L-U-L-U. So ask Dr. Lulu. I don't even know my Twitter, but find me on Instagram. I'm sure. and, yeah, I know that you... Yes, and you are Ask Dr. Lulu on Clubhouse, right? No, I'm, doc- I'm just Dr. Lulu on Clubhouse. So Dr. Dr. Lulu on Clubhouse. Yes, yes. It's confusing, but... You said oh, Dr. Well. Lulu, right? Yes. Perfect. Lulu on Clubhouse. Well, there you go, Earbuds. She has a webinar. I think this would be great. I said webinar. Webinar for all the curious. <laughs> if you want more Dr. Lulu, like I said, I'm going to have to find um, some time in June to have you back on because, again, I think what you have going really needs to be said and I'm so glad that you even took even just this time with us um thank you so so much I really really appreciate you and please please remember that safe sex is the best hot sex but on top of it you are not alone in this case okay you are not alone everybody there are people like Dr. Lulu who will take time to help you and your family begin the healing process so with that said next week i will just be advised we're supposed to have mystique the goddess poetic just goddess of herself um mystique on with us on the 18th however depending upon how i feel after my second dose of pfizer um we may have to reschedule so just be on the lookout on the sapphire earplay page that's s-a-p-p-h-i-r-e-s e-a-r-p-l-a-y at instagram or check me out on my twitter and my instagram at ms radio sapphire that's m-s-r-a-d-i-o s-e-p-p-h oh S-A-P-P-H-I-R-E. Yes. So keep in mind, just, you know, there might be a little change. I'm just giving you all some forewarning because I know you guys love our show. But with that said, have a great night. And thank you, Dr. Lulu. That was the show, all you sexy motherfuckers out there. Now remember, Ms. Radio Sapphire on Instagram, Twitter. For more earplay fun, go to iTunes, all podcasts.